Yeah, January 2nd, I decided it was actually a really close friend of mine. She called me and she was like, I want to be done. And I go, I think I do too. Like, I think I'm done. I've done this for 20 years. I think I'm done. And and we did it together, which was like, if anyone decides that they don't want that to be part of their life anymore, I just can't express enough how powerful it is doing it with somebody else. Mm. Because what changed this time is that we started reading together. We started researching. We started listening to podcasts. And man, there's a lot of information that I didn't know. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I've never <laughs> thought about it. Like I've never thought about what I know. Like like you're saying, when we are all going out and drinking and we're all doing it together, I never thought that it could be different because yeah. I'm a female versus a male. But this is super eye-opening actually. Like now I'm like, oh, I want to read all this stuff. I, like, I want to know what it's I about. Know. No, it's like good, so great. <laughs> yeah, totally good. good. Totally good. We had um, a group of my close friends in our early 20s. I think back on this time now, like it was like literally Monday. It was every day. <laughs> every day was a different theme. Like we would work really hard. We'd get out of work and we would have a theme for that night. And we would go eat together. We'd do happy hour together and everybody was drinking and it was all good and great and fun until I think one of our friends finally opened up. Hey, like I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm going to go to rehab. And we're like, what do you mean? Like, isn't this normal? Isn't this like the thing to do? Like, what do you mean it's a problem? But now thinking even more so, the way it affects us is totally different. Like, nobody's really the same. Well, like, even for me, like, when I went to New York, right? My nose, lost my phone. I didn't drink again until I had my retirement party. And that was in April. So I went. The rest of December, January, February, March, <clears throat> till mid-April. Like, it it really messed me up because, you know what? I still have a fucking broken nose. I still have the $1,000 new iPhone, Oof. right? And a lot of that was, like, that was leading right up to the breakdown I had on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I'm, you know, the more you talk about this, the more it makes sense. All right. So, you're making me feel good. Hope so. I hope. I like. I have this very deep fear that like I'm gonna be like annoying to people. No, because no. I'm still gonna drink my two chicks. Because okay. this is my one day a week I get to drink. So it's gonna help me good. research because I've even like to myself kind of wondered like after having my child like it's not the same, right? So like I can have the glass of wine or like a couple of cocktails, and the recovery is so much different. That I'm like, dude, what the, like, what happened? Like, I have to relearn. I guess. Yeah. I am, yeah. All right. Are y'all ready for me to mess with your minds even more? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Love> okay. <laughs> okay. So I'll talk about like, there's so, when you start kind of going down this hole and learning, there's so many different things, but I would say that I, I'll just break this down to three. These are the three biggest things that opened my mind. And so when you asked me the question earlier, like, has it been hard? Mm -hmm. Like, and I say like, yes. And so this book, This Naked Mind, which is one of, it's a really amazing book to read. Like the author, Annie Grace says that with, without, without desire, there is no temptation. Ooh, I like that thought. I'm sitting here like, let me really soak in on that. So I think a lot of us have been conditioned to believe 
that, and, and I'm going to talk about this here in a second, and I'm going to get a lot of this wrong, by the way, because I'm still on a journey, mm-hmm. but this idea of recovery and 12 step and out, like even the word alcoholism, like we all accept it to be true without like unpacking or asking the question, is it true? Mm-hmm. So like once you, once I started learning and kind of realizing and, and unpacking my mindsets on everything, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't need this. And, and yeah, and that's a really big deal because we have been conditioned to think that through, through this AA thing, which I'll tell you about here in a second, that if, that if we don't drink alcohol, that we're going to be longing for it every single day of our life. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, don't y'all probably believe that right now? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's literally, I can't think of a single movie where I've seen where that wasn't the thing. Right. And that's yes. And that Mm -hmm. in media has a big thing to do with it is that we see in the media, we see alcohol glamorized and then we see recovery look like this dirty, nasty, sacrificial, like that we are deprivation. Mm -hmm. It it's, it's all has this really negative spin, but I mean, this is going to get a little, feel a little bit conspiracy, but that's how the alcohol industry wants it to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, they, like there, it is no accident that drinking looks like it's so like glamorized, right? And it's no accident that in the past like fifteen years that you start seeing more women think that wine will save everything, and we see it. Every, like once I tell you this, you'll see it everywhere. You've had a hard day, have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. You want to relax, have a glass of wine. They're starting to make everything pink and rosé all day and make it look like it's dainty and sexy and. And what it starts to do is equate that in our head that like that, 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 that thing is sexy and it's dainty and it's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm watching that show right now with, oh my God, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. What is The morning show. Yes. And literally anytime they've had a rough day, like I started to notice this last night. I'm like, anytime they've had a rough day, they're having a glass of wine after. Mm -hmm. So it's funny you say that because I just, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. So, okay. Let me, let me try to be coherent. I told you. It's my first time talking about this. So I know this is going to come across coherent. You're you're doing great. Okay. So I want to talk, I'll I'll talk about the things that have taken away my desire. And the first is like my thought process around recovery. And this is not my stuff, by the way, this is just from things that I've learned. Like, and then the other part of it is unpacking a mindset and the things that I thought I believed. And the other part is what they're like the women, the woman aspect of it, right? Like what they're doing to women, especially moms, which is a trigger button to me because every single mom I know right now is like having anxiety and depressed. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> pisses me off. Like now I'm over here on the other side. I'm like, stop it. Stop, <laughs> like, stop messing with moms, right? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Oh my God. Like this is not the population that needs this harm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and they all think it's their choice. Okay. All right. See, I'm done. Okay, <laughs> we still love you, KK. I know. Okay. I'm like, have you been following me around this whole time? Just like, <laughs> it feels like you're talking about my life right now. So. <laughs> I have. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler se- alert. Out. <laughs> <Secrets> out. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about AA. So, okay. First of all, this term alcoholic, 
is not supported by any medical community. So substance mm. abuse disorder is, but being an alcoholic is not just like being like a cocaineaholic is not a thing. <laughs> right? Right. So like this idea that if you stop drinking, that you're an alcoholic for the rest of your life, maybe that works for some people that they need it. Mm-hmm. But especially for women, they they don't like that's not. Okay. So AA was developed a very long time ago, like a hundred years ago. And right. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's helped. I know that it's helped people, but so I don't want to say anything against that. Cause if anyone's trying to make their life healthy or make their mind healthy, I am, I support you no matter how you get there. But women weren't even allowed into it. Mm. So it was not, it was not like we weren't part of the design and we weren't allowed into it. And so this whole idea behind AA is that like you are not in control. You need to make yourself smaller. You need to like be in service of other people. I've never been to a meeting or done anything like that. So I don't know. This is only from the books that I read. But like it was like only years later that they started like letting women in. And so like, but that's for men, right? And like, I almost like kind of like, well, think about in the 20s that they probably had a bunch of like narcissistic men that were in positions of power yeah. and they needed to knock, they needed to knock them down. Right, 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 right. So like, that was the message is that you have a disease. Mm-hmm. You have something about you that is a disease and you're going to have to deal with it for your whole life. Mm-hmm. So even when I like, even when I was drinking, I was like, well, I'm not, I don't want to quit drinking because I don't, I'm not an alcoholic. Mm. right like i was like i only drink once a week and like maybe it doesn't lead to the most positive results but i don't need to quit drinking because i'm not drinking alone in a corner like i'm not an alcoholic right Right. you're not shamed and you're yeah yeah i get it and then if i don't drink when i go to work events or i'm out with people then they're going to think that i'm an alcoholic and i definitely don't want that yeah i don't want to i don't want to be labeled for the rest of my life yeah or, or you're a woman who could be pregnant because you said no to a drink. Totally. She must be pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and if you decide to go alcohol free, the societal part of it is the hardest part of everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah like it's like you're for, I, I mean, I would have people that would be like, I don't want like the non-fun Kara. Like people will say like, and I've had friends that have, that have been like completely removed from social groups because you become a mirror to people. Right. right? Like, and right. I think that that's why I'm uncomfortable talking about it. It's because I don't, I hate that. Like, yeah. I don't, this is something I did for myself. I don't want to be a mirror to other people. Right. But, it, but it happens. Right. So like, okay. So AA was developed for men to make them feel smaller. But then if you, okay. So first of all, it, like if we can kind of detach ourselves from the idea that like the shame and blame should not be on the person, it should be on the drug. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I, like any booze that you're drinking is ethanol and ethanol is an addictive substance. Mm-hmm. There's actually studies that show that it's more addictive than cocaine. Damn. So I so if you if you kind of start to question that, that it's not about the person, because that's what I would do, right? And mm-hmm. always be like, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> I'm going to be like a normal drinker. Like I am going to, I'm going to drink a glass of water in between every single drink. Like I am going to figure out the algorithm. And but so, so, but that doesn't work because it's an addictive substance. It's just as easy as that. Mm-hmm. And the thing is too, that they talk about in a lot of this literature is that the, the cigarette companies use the same tactics. So back in the day, they would say that like, if you got a, addicted to cigarettes or if you had a physiological addict- addiction to cigarettes, that there's something wrong with you as a person. It's definitely not about the cigarette. No, it would never right. be. Right? right. So it's advantageous that this whole narrative keeps up that 
that like alcohol isn't the problem. The person is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That ethanol is not the problem. And then if you do have a problem with it, if you do get it, if your body does get a physiological addiction to this substance, then you have a, t- then you have a label and you have a disease for the rest of your life and you have to go to AA because that's the only way. That's usually people's only option. Right. 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 So that was eye opening to me. Yeah. And, he, and and I, especially someone who lives their life in leadership development, where like so much research didn't include women in the research, like in the study. Like, I just, anytime I read something and I'm like, oh, that was conducted just on college age men, like, I'm like, nope, it's discredited in my mind. Right. So that thing allowed me to discredit that. And I'm like, okay, well, what if people aren't alcoholics? What if this is just an addictive substance? All yeah. right. That changes things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't do anything. Anyways, all right. And the second piece of this... Mm-hmm. Look, it's a squirrel. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the second piece of this was like like a belief system. So like I... And so there's this whole thought of like, you have like these liminal beliefs that they talk about in the naked mind. And this was a big thing of like what is it that i what is it that i believe and then questioning is is it true yep yeah i've had to use this not not necessarily with alcohol but just other things in my life that have triggered an emotional response in me or made me feel some sort of way where i look at the action the belief and the consequence mm-hmm. that's how i have to break it down like well what happened why did i feel this way and it's usually because when I was young, I was told X, Y, and Z, or I learned this thing over here and I believed it to be true, but it's not always true. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and like, and with leadership stuff, we do this all the time, but I never thought about it with alcohol. So like, so it was like unpacking this whole thing of, does it make me more fun? Does it make me more relaxed? Does it make me, and I had like a lot of fear that it would like change my relationship or even with my clients that it would like hurt my business. Mm. There's like, once you start thinking about it, it, there's so, our belief systems are so entwined with like the value that that alcohol brings into our life. Mm. And even as I talk about it now, I'm like, there's still a part of me that's like, it does, It there was value, mm-hmm. you know? But then it's like if you if you kind of start to say, I want to look at this with a blank slate, I'm gonna go out to a social event without a drink. And mm-hmm. the first time you do that, like it's I'm like a raging extrovert. It's still hard. <laughs> You're and, an extrovert? I know, Never. right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I was like, oh, like this doesn't make me any like funnier or it yeah. it doesn't doesn't do that right yeah. like it doesn't it doesn't make this situation more fun like there's there's this weird thing inside of me that wants to tell me that it does mm. but it but is it actually true right so you were able to go out and still be you without yeah, yeah. what a concept right, right? <laughs> you can still be clear your mind right and true. and you didn't wake up with regret and you didn't wake up with like what did i do last night Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What a concept. And and it's like, and then I started realizing that so much of my time, even if I only drank like once a month, it was still occupying the space inside of me where like 
I would be like, oh, I'm going to go out to that event with those clients. I'm going to only drink one drink because if I don't, I might start turning into a blabbermouth and then I'm going to like say an embarrassing thing. You know, like my Mm -hmm. mind would create all these stories and I'd be like, okay, Kara, you can do it. You can go and just have like a couple drinks and be normal. And I would be so hard on myself that I, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And, and then it was like, as soon as I just took it away, I'm in complete, I'm in complete control. I don't have to worry about anything that I do. Right. Right. You know? And then, yeah. and then people see you for the real you and not you behind, you know, the alcohol or you behind what other, whatever other substance is your, you know, your drug of choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm thinking of like, while there's that side, right? Like, what are, what about, the times like so anytime in my past where I was like oh envisioning what you're saying right like if I was putting that to myself in my 20s I think I would probably like be freaking out a little bit like shit how am I gonna go and do this thing with my friends and not have a drink but not be weird or not make anybody else uncomfortable but still have a good time and like right like all of this stuff going on in my mind and then there's other times where I'm like well, I don't know how true it is. I think it just was easier to be more social because mm-hmm. now oh, I'm like, not wondering, am I coming off weird or like, do these people like me? Like, because you have that substance to sort of cloud that judgment or or that side of your brain. But I mean, I I agree with what you're saying, because for me, I don't drink as much as I used to, but it's not. I think it was just because after having my son, it was different. My mm-hmm. body was different. I didn't like it as much. And I didn't, it didn't benefit me as much. So I'm curious, like, physically, what had changed that made that substance not react the same way as it had before. So, and, I don't know. And, hey, do you think that you could have had this same discussion with yourself in your 20s? I don't think so. Maybe if I would have done research, right? Like if I would have gone and read the books, I mean, there's a lot, they call it quitlet, right? There's a lot of books out there and, and maybe, but I was, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if it, I, and I also think about too, I don't know if this belief is true or not, but I was inside of corporate America. I was people's drinking buddy, right? Mm -hmm. And I still don't know if that's true or not, that if I would have gotten promoted or if I would have been and, you know, if I would have been invited as many different things, like part of me is like, is, did some of that happen because I was talented or was it because I was, I was fun to go out with? I don't know. I don't, I, I, there's, I mean, there's still like a lot of questions in my mind of, of what life would have been like if I would have done this earlier. Yeah. I mean, I had heard about you without knowing any of that stuff. So I think for sure there was talent, (laughs) right? But I think maybe, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think going back to kind of like what I mentioned before, like when, when, or what you mentioned too, it's like when you are surrounding yourself with the same kind of people at the same kind of point in your life and you're doing the same things, I think if anything, it was just natural. Like she's talented and she's super cool to drink with. Like it was kind of Mm. like at that moment in time, but that's crazy. I'm so, uh, did we even talk about like what made you start researching? Were you always just naturally curious about this subject or did, was there a triggering event? 
No, the the triggering event was my was my like my friend. Like it was, and again, I mean, I'm a self-sacrifice human, right? So yeah. like if you if you if I do something and I know I'm helping someone else, like my motivation goes through the roof. I'm doing it. I'm getting better. But I do it just for me. And then it's like, wow. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow. But if it's someone that I love, I'm like, let's go, let's, let's form an army. Like, let's do this shit. But yeah, I don't know what got me to start like reading, but which is usually like I read everything. Like that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, but that was definitely like it, that was the most eye-opening thing was starting and uh, it was starting to listen to podcasts and realize that I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. Like this, and so like in in a lot of the literature too, it's like this idea that there's a lot of people that try to figure out moderation. And this idea that moderation is a lie because you can't really moderate an addictive substance. Again, I'm sorry if this is triggering, but this is just what the research says. And I was like, oh, so like this thing that I have, or if I like have two drinks, like I want to go like party, like that's actually not my fault. Like Mm -hmm. that's not something I have to figure out for myself. Like that's just, that's just what happens when you do, when you put, you know, a substance into your body, like that was eye-opening to me. And so it kind of made me stop trying to figure out the algorithm. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to be done. I'm going to just, I'm going to go down this journey. And I mean, it's not, it hasn't been easy, but I will say that if anyone is considering it, the benefits are out of control. Wonderful. Like you, I was only drinking once a week at this point. And so I did not think I was going to have as much positive outcomes but like that your sleep is the first thing that you notice your sleep is so good like your mental clarity is out is is amazing like you have to start feeling everything in your life which kind of sucks and then you know 3 months down this road i i lost i don't think i'm ever going to be able to talk about this but i i lost one of my best friends from high school in probably the most tragic way possible and i had to deal i had to deal with it wow. by just by like feeling every single part of that insane grief. And like, I'm kind of on the other side of it, but it, I, I had never dealt with grief with a clear mind before and like feeling everything as strongly as I had felt it and not having a crutch to lean on. Like, yeah, it, it, it's interesting, but there's, there's so many beautiful things that come out of it and that's not talked about enough. That's that's kind of what I was just about to ask is through that that hard time in your life, doing it with a clear head, what did you learn about yourself that you hadn't expected? That's a really good question. I I always oh, saw this thing today that was like when you lose someone that's really close to you. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Like that that pain that you feel is like a is like your love. Right. Mm. And like, that's like the way that you honor that memory. Like, so like, and so I think that sometimes when I'd had people pass, like it would hit me really hard, but like, I, I don't think I would feel like the extent of the pain. And so, but like the extent of that pain is the extent of your love. And that's also like a really beautiful thing, you know? Yeah. So, so it's like, I just like, I let myself be my, like my very sensitive self during that process, which I had it. I don't think I had done before and I don't know what came out of it or anything, but 
I felt, I feel stronger. Like every, I was like, this is, it's not a test that that happened to her. Like that was a horrible thing, but, but I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this anyways. Like I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to just see what this is like to experience one of the most painful things I've ever experienced and do it without numbing anything in myself. Yeah. So, man, sorry. No, sorry. No, no need to be sorry. I just, I have a question. Yeah. Um, during this time, have you found that you have a lot more clarity in your life? Oh my God. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's unparalleled. And you know, I'm nine months in and it gets better every day. It's amazing. Like it really is amazing. And I, yeah. Yes. How do you deal with stress now or a bad day now? <laughs> I like, I'll just meditate and, and I, I, and I don't think stress hits me as hard as it used to. Oh, interesting. You know, there, I, I thought a lot about this with leadership development, which I was almost, I was like, I was like, blown away whenever this first started. And I was like, all, all of these leaders go out and get wasted with each other, right? Because they don't know how to connect other than getting wasted, mm-hmm. which many people don't. And then they try to go have strategy meetings when they haven't slept and they're hungover and their minds are like squirrels. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, and like, if you think about leadership development, leadership development is all about like challenging your beliefs and what, and, and the beliefs that need to be challenged the most it's, is like when people are treating people like machines or they're, they're communicating in a really aggressive, horrible way. So it's like that development needs to happen, but I don't know if any of that stuff is possible. Like, I don't know if you can have a clear strategy or truly develop yourself if your mind is cluttered all the time. So I was like, this, I'm like, what am I doing? Like all this stuff that I do, like it's, is it possible if people are just like anxiety ridden because they haven't been sleeping and if their, if their minds are just cluttered, like what if, what if all people need to do is just take a week off of drinking so their minds can be clear. Yeah. But I talked to a few people about it and they were like, no one would ever buy that Kara. And I was like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So has your family been super supportive? I don't, yeah. I mean, my husband, I think like we, my husband and I are drinking buddies, right? Like we have like a very like fun relationship. And so I think like whenever it first started, he was like, oh, this will pass. It's just one of your things. <laughs> and a lot of people who like wanted me to like not be there, like didn't want to lose their drinking buddy would be like, you'll get, you just need a break. Like you'll be back. It gets fine. You know, <laughs> like what well, we, we miss the old Kara. But I think that like once my husband, it was able to realize that that like how much how much weight it put on me yeah on on my mind like once that clicked he was like i get it now like you're fine and i'm fine and i'm you know i'm still like a drinking buddy but i just don't drink like i'm still fun yeah i think people can realize that like i'm still gonna you know i'm still me (laughs) (laughs) and and what are you doing these days now for self-love and self-care I I mean I do a lot of yoga and I mean I'm still a mom of two little boys so doing a lot of stuff for myself is kind of out of the question all the time but but I the other thing too is whenever alcohol is out of your life you have so much more time so so yeah so I just I I mean I travel I do all the things that I've done and and honestly I I look at this whole thing as this is the biggest act of self-care and self-love I've ever given to myself 
And that's one of my pieces of motivation is that like I wake up every day. I don't have, I haven't had a hangover in nine months. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Like my anxiety is so much better just because of this one thing. Like it, I, I really do feel like it is the ultimate act of self-love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. And you've been able to do it and you're doing it. And I mean, I want to thank you for even just talking about this and opening up my mind to this because it doesn't, nobody really talks about it. They Mm -mm. don't. Nobody does. And it makes total sense. Yeah. I love that. The last part of this too, on my, my mom rant on this is that like women are being like intentionally targeted right now. So like mommy wine culture is like a really big thing. So I I think back to that other question of like motivation, like, yes, it was my friend and like an ultimate act of self-love. But when this stuff becomes a feminist issue, when I find out that alcohol companies are doing this shit on purpose because their first audience is like dying Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're trying to get young people and they're trying to get women engaged in drinking and, and all the stuff that we see on TV, like all of it is intentional. These influencers we see on Instagram and all these different places, and they're all doing like their wine stuff. All of it is intentional. A lot of those influencers aren't even drinking actual wine. They're Mm -hmm. doing it because they're being paid by a wine company. Right? Like, that's and 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 it causes like again like back to this thing that we don't know all the damage that it causes there is research coming out that like any alcohol at all increases like a woman's chance of getting cancer mm-hmm. like there's like that's just like a whole another pandora's box to open when you start realizing like all of the statistics behind like how many more women are drinking especially in the pandemic moms that have like young kids like their their drinking has increased like 300% and now that i've been on the other side of it and i realize how damaging it is it pisses me off like yeah like why like like okay you need to make money that's fine but not th- like that should be sacred don't don't target mothers with young children they're the like they're the most vulnerable part of our population so okay that's my last rant (laughs) you're fine fine. yeah i mean i'm i'm a big advocate for just human rights in general so anytime i get if anybody is targeted and i don't know that shit drives me nuts it drives me fucking nuts so no i get it i totally totally get it Leave the mamas alone, you know? But you know how the lesbian community is targeted just as well. Oh, oh my God. We don't have any kids. Most of us don't. So we're just as targeted as the moms with, you know, small kids. Oh, my God. No, G-Rex, I I saw an ad the other day, and it was like, yes. Oh, my. And I was like, those motherfuckers. Like, (laughs) that's a... They're they're trying... Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> they're like trying to, tar- they're making ads targeted to like independent women. They're like, oh, beer will make you more. Ind-. That's exactly what they did with cigarettes. No, you know like- what beer will make you do? It'll make you get fucking fat. Okay? <laughs> it will. It makes you get fucking fat. It does. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. I just, I feel like I just saw there was some celebrity who has wine and it's a f- 
female, I don't want to say it was Gwyneth Paltrow, don't get it wrong, but it was somebody like that, right, that has their own wine and they were pushing it and talking about, well, you know, this wine is better than the the other wines that you'll get at the store because we care about the ingredients and yada, yada, yada. And then they're all like, taste it. Doesn't it taste good? And it's like, well, if a woman says it tastes good, it's got to be good for women. Like, it was very... <laughs> I was like, huh, interesting. Too bad I like my wine to taste like juice, so I might as well just drink the juice and be <laughs> You know, it just gives Skittles a bottle of Welch's Fruit Juice love with it. a wine label on it. I won't even know the difference. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing this insight. This has definitely opened up my mind. I wrote down some of the books you mentioned so that I can go and get them and read them or put them on an Audible and enjoy yeah. them. Yeah. The two ones I always recommend to start with is Fit Like a Woman. The other one is This Naked Mind. This Naked Mind's more of an academic read, but it just, it helps you kind of think about things a lot differently. So yeah, sorry. I mean, not sorry. I'm not sorry. Don't <laughs> ever be sorry. No, this is sorry. wonderful. I, I, it's still uncomfortable for me to talk about. So I just wanted to tell you all, thank you for everything that you're doing. And thank you for letting me talk about this kind of uncomfortable topic. Cause I mean, it can't, it, maybe it'll help somebody, you know, that's always my motivation. I think it will. So I, I do have another question for you. You're yeah. not on your own now, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a, a company. Do you, do you want to plug your company? Yeah, sure. My company is called Insights Leadership Group. So my business partner and I, we do a lot of workshops for companies and we've, we've designed a lot of leadership development programs. So anybody that worked with us knew that we, we built leadership development inside of Ultimate and we have studied it. He just got his doctorate. And so we're able to take a lot of this research and, and help people build really healthy cultures. But the question that always comes out is like, what, what causes that? Or like, what's the biggest thing that you can impact? And my perspective is leadership, right? So if you can get leadership right, a lot of the other stuff just kind of falls into place. So yeah, we do. That's a lot of what we do. And then I also have a podcast. It's called Pop on Leadership. So if anybody wants to tune in, it's super niche, but... (laughs) Super awesome is what it is. So awesome. Anybody who likes Ted Lasso and leadership development, like that's our our very niche market. I love that. I love that. Thank yeah. you so much, KK. G-Rex, any last questions? No, I just thank you so much for coming thank on, you, KK. I, I really appreciate you sharing your story. And like you said, you know, if we can help just one person out there, you know, that that's our mission, right? Yeah. yeah. Realizing how we talked about mental health and, and things that we're all going through. So yeah, yeah. It's, it, you're not the problem. It's just it's just alcohol, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That should be the ending of it. You're not the problem. It's just the alcohol. You're not the problem. It's just booze. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.